mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasolo. Sitting opposite me, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Uh, this is the second episode that we have recorded inside uh, your lovely apartment. Bit of an update from last time we were in here. The whiteboard that we mentioned, um, the parking fine has been paid. Uh, Boo Boo has paid you back for that energy bill I've seen because that's been wiped off the board. Yeah. However, that car, that goddamn car of yours, has still not been cleaned. Yeah, I haven't cleaned my car. Is that a fresh reminder? Like, have you cleaned it since then? Because no. that was like two weeks ago and it's gotten dirty my again. My car doesn't get that dirty that quickly. No, no. It's still, it's, it's, um, I've never cleaned my car. I bought my, that car like 10 years ago and it was in pristine condition. And it now looks like a car that hasn't been touched in 10 years, yeah. which is what it is. Yeah, and it's got a weird malfunction where you've got to unlock the oh. door from the boot. Yeah. Which I don't know if we've ever <laughs> talked about, which is always funny. Watching you get into the car, because you, you, it's it's like clockwork for you now. Yeah, you know, yeah, You yeah. just go straight to the boot. Yeah, it's like, duh. Well, if you want to get in the front door, of course you've got to open the boot. <laughs> but that's the infuriating thing with a lot of my friends that, that know that, that I haven't had it fixed in 10 years. This is what happens if I have to pick someone up in traffic. I'll be driving along, I'll pull over, like in Burke Street, and go, hop in, oh no, hang on, and then just turn the hazards on, jump out of the car, go around, open the boot. Well, <laughs> meanwhile, my friend is just screaming, going, have you still not seriously fucking fixed it's, this door? It's a guy out the front of a bank wearing a balaclava yeah. with a big sack with a dollar sign <laughs> yeah. on it, going, the worst getaway driver of all time. <laughs> but what's annoying me about this is that I would argue... Why get the whiteboard to remind yourself of things if you're not going to pay any attention to what's on it? No, well, that's still in the forefront of my mind. I just haven't done it yet. I'm constantly <laughs> being reminded. It'll get done. I just haven't done it yet. I got here and you were just sitting here watching the Today Show. That's well, plenty of time where that car could have been cleaned out. You could have taken it down to the mechanic, gotten the locks fixed. No, it's pretty messed up. It needs <laughs> a lot more work than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... Um, I, here's, here's something I haven't talked about for a little while. We, we haven't had a bit of a, a, a girlfriend update for a little while, a bit of uh, stupid things she said or done. Is that <laughs> I thought you meant segment? girlfriend update as in just letting people know whether or not you're still in a relationship, <laughs> whether yeah. she's wised up yet or not. Yeah, that's a fair call. But um, well, Christmas, we did Christmas, and uh, uh, we we're coming back from, uh, from her, her family. And a family's house. Now, Christmas for our overseas listeners, right. should we fill it? It's like a... For sure, if you'd like to. Once a year, uh, December the 25th. Usually. Is a, yeah. Usually, yeah. Uh, you gather with your family, yeah. you eat food, you exchange presents. Yes. Um, is that? I think that's enough I context that's, for people. That's, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, <laughs> we're coming over that, and she said, oh, we'll have to get home quickly. Because I want to watch something on TV. And I said, what was it? What do you want to watch? And she goes, you know, that movie's on tonight. National Harpoons. <laughs> <laughs> you know when Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo were in that adaptation of Moby Dick? Remember yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. A harpoon for everyone in the country. <laughs> the whole nation gets a harpoon. National Harpoon. Wow, that yeah. is great. Yeah, I liked it. I wish that was a real movie now. Yeah. That's um, good. I, I want to ask something else about this, but maybe we should introduce our guest first. Mm-hmm. Sort of sure. Leave him, him hanging in the west wing of my uh, mansion. Yes, well, uh, making his second appearance on the program, you know him from the Melbourne Comedy Festival Gala, Aria nominee. Oh. Please welcome back into the Little Dum Dum Club, Sammy J. Yay! Hello, boys. Hello, listeners. I think it's Aria, Aria Loser, I think. Aria oh. Loser. Oh. I was nominated until I went, and then I lost. Mm. But you did lose to, you know... A fine uh, competitor, didn't you? I did. Um, I, I mean, they were no, all... No, you didn't. You they didn't. were all fine competitors. 
I met, I, met, I met him on the night. I still can't pronounce his name, though. Uh, it it's is... It's Buddy Good or Buddy, Buddy Goody. Yeah, Buddy Good, is it? It's Buddy Good. Now, what? who's Buddy Good? How do you lose to someone... We're comedians so specifically bad. We're we're comedians, and we've never even heard of this person. Yeah, it's the comedy. The best comedy release is that the fact that he was nominated. Is that the comedy? He. It it was called Unappropriate, and it's a guy with a violin on the. I've never heard of this guy. It's guy with a violin. Is there there more than that? Look, look. I I actually know nothing about him. He seemed lovely on the night. I think it might be that sort of. Um, if I can say it like the sort of could have been champion sort of uh, 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 market out there, you know, sort of um, sort of people who are into cricket and stuff, and then like, <laughs> <laughs> like that, that's, that, that's my best sort of. I've, I've got a feeling that off air you would be describing this a lot differently. No, I really, I really would. Like, it, like I, I, I actually have no real comment to make. Like, yeah. I watched a couple of videos of his on. on Online, but I remember the night they all they before the, or after you lost to him. Did you watch those? No, videos? before I, I, I <laughs> sussed out the competition. See what you're up against, yeah. yeah. But you know, Arj Barker was nominated, and he was sitting there, and all the cameras went to him when they were about to announce it. So oh. Oh, he's got it. But uh, they must have just been going for the hero failure shot. You yeah, know? you know why? Not enough cricket listeners. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? How does Arj get nominated? Is that is that weird? Uh, he's not from this country. Does yeah. it? He owns. Is, a, is it because he owns a house in Australia? Is that it? Is that all you need? Just yeah, like a, a certificate it. from the real estate company. The other two questions I got for the two months during which I enjoyed the status as an ARIA nominee. It was who's Buddy Good and why is Arj nominated? Yeah. <laughs> I think Arj, I think the album was produced and recorded and released in Australia. So I think that makes it an Australian record. Or maybe oh. it's like you've got to have been born here or had sex with more than five women <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. in this country, <laughs> and you, you can get let in. He's got. There's a lot of Arj Barker in Australia. <laughs> now, um, when I was uh, calling you up what, last night in a, in a last ditch attempt to get a guest for today, mm. I did notice you've got a, uh, a quite uh, like I don't think even elaborate is a good enough word for your your answering uh, message. You, you've, you've got like an opus on there. You've got like a yeah. I like to just try and. Put off people, you know, yeah. So that they that's just what don't bother leaving a message. Yeah, that's what I thought it might be. Yeah, it's just a big story about you being stuck in a tram somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, would you like to hear it? And that is, that I, don't is think, I don't think we've got enough time. This podcast goes for an hour. Yeah, an hour. Oh, that is, it. that no is, way. and that's a true. That's symbolic of the uh, the hardworking nature of Sammy J. Yeah, exactly. Like even your outgoing message, you're creating content. Just anywhere you can put some content. It yeah. just never stops. If I see a hole in the world, I see, I see a content opportunity. <laughs> no, that's what I actually thought because I talked to someone just only a couple of days ago about Good News World that you were on last year, and they said that the comment about that show was that for all its its failures or whatever, that you guys work so hard every moment of every day, you're like, uh, you know, working on these sketches and rehearsing and you're just working so hard. And then I heard that thing last night, I was like, I reckon you've just been working on your answering message that whole time. <laughs> you know, you have to sort of pick your moments. So yeah. I, I spent a lot of the year doing very little, but then, you know, when you when your eyes are on you, you gotta you got to man up. It's like people get in trouble for using the work photocopy out. Yeah. Sammy's getting in trouble for using the work <laughs> telephone to record his outgoing message. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a few drafts, I save also, them. I, I changed it every couple of weeks, and that one that you got was actually a one-take wonder. I was happy oh. with that one. Yeah. Hang on, you update it every couple oh, of yeah. weeks. Because you've got to keep fans happy. And yeah. when I say fans, it's like my mother and, and Randy, who are the ones who most often call me, and they're the ones who get most pissed off if it hasn't changed in a few weeks. Oh, right, really? To listen to the oh, same. I'm, I'm going to have to ring you at like three in the morning well, more often just to make sure about. I don't actually get you. <laughs> this is like kind of, I, I don't know if I find this kind of like 
charming and interesting or like a little bit concerned. Like this is a thing mm. to me that points to like some kind of like OCD or like if you go crazy and just shoot heaps of people, this will be like, a, like if I got interviewed, this would be like, oh, well, they, you know, there were warning signs. Well, you know? it's, it's embarrassing because he's putting more time into his empty messages than we do into our show. So <laughs> it's also potentially just a, a sign of my social anxiety that I want my friends to keep coming back. Right, like, right. It's like you yeah. release a new festival show every year because you don't want to lose your audience. <laughs> I release a new answering machine message because I want people to keep calling. But, do, but don't they get pissed off when you answer the phone, though? Well, so I had to have that once. Someone called Duty called me and, and it's like, oh, no, no, hang up. I was showing someone your message. Uh, <laughs> Sammy's put more effort into his answering machine message than you've put into cleaning your car. Yeah, yeah. And you exactly. guys need to swap lives. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't know? need to put that on your wife. You need a bit yeah. more Chandler in your voice message <laughs> yeah. and you need a bit more Sammy J in yeah. your car cleaning. Yeah. If you'd see my car, you'd disagree, gentlemen. I mean, oh. my, I've got the, the bird... When, when we got our car, the guy tried to upsell us that wax that stops bird proof from sticking to the roof. There's like a specific sheen you can apply to the was car. This, did Batman send you the car <laughs> to off his utility belt? Ridiculous. It was Alfred. It was, it was <laughs> middleman. But, but yeah, we said, nah, you know, you're joking. It's ridiculous. And now our car is just covered in like the most cemented on, rusted on bird feces. And what I, if at the car place they're just growing these like, you know, enhanced like super biological birds that produce yeah, this yeah. extra cementy shit just to teach people a lesson yeah. for not buying the uh, the bird proofing. It's like a, it's like the AIDS virus it just keeps <laughs> you know developing to, and outdoing the medicine that's been it's not like that at all. You're right it is a lot like the AIDS virus. <laughs> In that someone had sex with a bird once, yeah. and now that's how In it's... That uh... Magic Johnson has bird poo on him. That's <laughs> what it's like. Hey, speaking of your phone message, this is the thing I th- saw on Facebook yesterday. I know your brother, uh, Tim McMillan, mm-hmm. well-known uh, musician, he put a thing up on Facebook where... What is it? Like, he's, his old Australian number, is it because he hasn't used his oh, Australian yeah. phone for so long, his, someone else has his number now, but a whole bunch of his mates who don't know to update it, will text him when he's in town, thinking, oh, your Tim will have his old number going. Hey, do you want to hang out? And they'll just get this message hang on, hang back. On. Do you want me to do it exactly what yeah, it's like awesome. a sixteen. it's like a 16-year-old kid who's very angry to be getting <laughs> messages from these people he doesn't know. And the know. messages that people be sending Tim are going to be, you know, oh. varied and colourful. Yeah. That is unreal. See, I'm not... While Carl's looking, I can find... I'm not on Facebook in a personal matter, so Tim and I catch up you know, face-to-face and so on, but I, but I miss a lot of him, he misses a lot of mine. Mm. When, when we're doing our online witties, yeah. we'll yeah. actually miss out on each other's... So when you guys hang out, it's just the two of you going, did the best thing on Facebook the other day, you should have seen it, well, I got one up, I did yeah. this. And we're working up to, like, um, removing the bit about how it was on Facebook and just telling each other what happened, and it'll be like this incredible conversation, I, I can't, I dream of it. Oh, now I can't find him. You can't know. find it. No. But it's basically, it's he put up this screenshot that a friend had sent him, <laughs> and it's like, it, it's the friend going, hey, Tim, uh, you know, I'm at the movies. Let's hang out. Let's let's go catch up later. And then the reply is just, and it's every word is spelt wrong, just like, fuck you, dickhead, stop texting me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that actually was Tim, I think. Uh, uh, yeah. well, that's it, because I looked at it and went, this could just be... This could be a scam. This could be him just like trying to, you know, cull his friendship list. Well, yeah, because I know Tim, and and I remember him telling me that, uh, uh, you know, he'd be quite proud of what what you'd achieved and everything. But he was like, I remember him telling me once that he tried to do stand up comedy <laughs> once at like Raw Comedy out in Frankston, out out from where you guys grew up and stuff like that. And him saying he did so badly that 
they like banned him from ever doing comedy again. And he, the way he put it was like they were looking into somehow banning you from it as well. Like that's how, that's how bad he was. The, the old Macmillan exaggeration uh, that we are all pre- uh, oh, that, guilty yeah, of. No, but, no, but he, he, he claims that that's why I'm now Sammy J, yes, not yeah. Sam Macmillan, because the name Macmillan was banned from Melbourne yeah. Comedy. I reckon they probably tried to ban Sammy, but they got his voicemail. And yeah, it was like, yeah. goddamn message, you know what, forget it. Yeah. We don't have the time. Yeah, Telstra should ban him. Yeah, Take him too much bandwidth. I, w- I wasn't there to witness it. I think I was... I was um, uh, away doing my little post school you know going overseas and drinking a lot mm-hmm. um, or attempting to and in my case failing miserably and um you uh, failed drinking i failed drinking right. yeah I, I didn't get my license <laughs> been a nerd ever since but i think while i was over there in prague you know wandering around a bush with new zealanders uh tim was on stage i think he had some red cordial uh, in a bag <laughs> and and popped it as if to imply that he had some sort of sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> and it, it went apparently all over the stage and the cords and like like just ruined their equipment. <laughs> and I think apparently he said, yeah, one of the organisers, I wouldn't even know who it was now, it was like 10 years ago. Yeah. Probably someone we all know well now had just said, you're never welcome to this <laughs> See, I did raw comedy a couple of years after that and I did wonder why they specifically mentioned... No red cordial <laughs> permitted anywhere in the venue. What? I want to know what STD it is where your blood jumps out of your body. <laughs> I didn't want to ha- hazard a guess because you don't want to you know, offend anyone who has it. You know, But there is one where blood pours out. No, there isn't. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's one where you have sex with a girl and she lays into you with an axe mid-coitus. Yeah. But I just imagine like, what if, it, it, like, if that had gone well and people loved it and your brother makes it to the national finals of raw comedy... And then he's in a bind because that's such a big... It's like a 1,500-seat venue. Then he's got to track down... Because how are the people right up the back? They're not going to be able to see just a little plastic bag of red cordial. No, yeah. So he's got to, like, ship it in. He's like goes broke buying all this red cordial. He's got to rig up this big pyrotechnic... Gallons. Gallons of it. Maybe just... maybe get it into the like the uh, 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 the water, the sprinkler system for the fire yeah. alarms and stuff. So just a whole town hall has been covered in Tim McMillan's STD yeah. blood. Or he just yeah. borrows those glitter cannons that they use at the end of the gala every year. I'll tell you what. And just fires a bit of red cordial out of that. Even the great Buddy Good couldn't follow that. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> hey, so the, the research that we're so renowned for on the Dum Dum Club, um, in, in that the first page of, of Google search that Sammy J is on, this is what's, uh, what I've enjoyed here. And this is, this is a nice thing, I think, for you. The first thing that comes up down the bottom of the page where it says, searches related to Sammy J, most popular, Sammy J married. So there's a lot of people looking up oh, really? just to see if you're single. I think a lot of your uh, teenage girly fans and... Uh, Maybe people that you've met in Prague, just to see you. Your yeah, updates. yeah, it's the Prague, the, the Prague fan base, or, or, or it's people going Sammy J married as in that <laughs> oh, yeah. was gay. That's probably the more likely. Uh, <laughs> I like when you see that, but also because sometimes if you just search someone, it'll come up with, you know, like for example, Sammy J wife or Sammy J girlfriend, which I think is funnier because it's like people specifically going. I want to know who this bitch is. I want her name. I want photos of her. I want her address. That's Um, how I found her in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) But the other one is, uh, one of the the other ones that that tickled me was, Sammy, there's obviously another Sammy J out there. Is there right? are a couple. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. goes without saying. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I was going to call myself Sammy J before he called him that. <laughs> it was Charlie Chuckles. Yeah. Sir Luff's a yeah. Yeah. Sammy J. And Tim McMillan you couldn't use because that was the <laughs> Sammy J ice cream. So then I looked up Sammy J ice cream thinking, oh, this must be a song of yours that I haven't heard yet. And then it comes up with Sammy J... <laughs> 
Sammy J ice cream spoof, which I'm sure it's meant as spoof, but <laughs> as on Australians, it's come up to me as Sammy J ice cream spoof, which I'm like, yeah, this, Whoa, this, this could be Some even better. Work. That's yeah. one of his sexually transmitted diseases <laughs> yeah. from, from his first real comedy. My so. brother and I collaborated for a few years. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah there's, there's, because I thought at some point I remember thinking I had a thought guys once and, yes. once, and it was that Sammy J's you know it's, it's, as, as a stage it's a nickname it's more than a stage name it's a nickname friends used to call me and stuff but I thought that's quite memorable and quite unique but actually you think it's only it's like a strong password or a weak password I've only got one letter identifying my, my last <laughs> yeah, name yeah, yeah, that's yeah. likely going to be used again yeah. by yeah. other like any other Sam J's out there and, and it has been so apparently I think like an Australian voice Contestant on one of those oh, really? rally shows recently, one or something. I think I saw. Samantha yeah, I remember Jay seeing. Yeah, yeah. Because every now and then I'll just get a bung thing, or someone will come to Facebook and ask me, or say, "Great gig, or where am I playing?" And I'm like, that, that's not a comedy fan. Well, that's that's. I used to work with a guy that everyone would, you know, people would call him Sammy J. Oh, here he is, Sammy J. And I'd be like, oh, there's another Sammy J. Oh, okay, cool. What what's your last name? Jenkins or something? He's like, Russell. Like, <laughs> Okay, well, that, phonetically, that must be just a just a great name. Yeah, Sammy J. Oh, Sammy mm. J. You just well, Jay's. I don't know if we talked about this last time you were on, but Jay's like one of the great comedy letters because you yeah. know you got Homer J. Simpson, Bullwinkle J. Moose, like Alfred, cartoon characters. Alfred yeah. J. Newman. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <No. laughs> that's not right. Um, well, look, you know, it's it's. It, I, I do sometimes lie awake and wonder whether I've dug myself an early. Uh, name grave, and, and in twenty years, I'm just not going to want to. You know what you do with a name that sounds like a a, a children's morning television host. You're you going to have to do something like uh, like how little Bow Wow just became Bow Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe just instead of the letter J, like when you get a bit older, it's it's actually the word J, like J A Y. Oh, you totally know? mix it up. Yeah. Sammy, mm. you, you become Samuel James. You know, Samuel James, artist formerly known as J J Lord. Yep, J Lord. <laughs> well, we we I think we cop a bit of this every time I mention like it just happened the other day. Every time someone says, "Oh, you know, because Carl's got a, a podcast." Oh, what's the name of it? <laughs> little little dum dum club, and it's like all the time. It's just like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's just like it's comedy festival show title brainstorming and and that thing if it requires a follow up. Unless you break through, I, I contend that you guys have where it becomes. You know, people then love it, and people who don't want to go with it can just, you know, fuck yeah. right off. Yeah. But it's like bands. Like, you know, you look at big bands, like you too. What a terrible name. Powderfinger. Yeah. yeah. Awful. Just awful. Silver chair. I would argue that to have a good and successful band, you need to have a bad name. I think. What's a good name? What's a good name of a band? Mm. I don't know. Well, it's possible it's also, because you would only probably say good names of good bands now, wouldn't we? Because yeah. yeah, because it crosses through. Fact. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Well, now, um, we talked about, uh, the, a long time ago, we talked about that National Harpoon story. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want to bring up from uh, from you was, you told me a story not very long ago about, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about engagements and such. Um, people have asked me once or twice about it. Um, even on the show, it's come up. Are you getting married, Carl? I don't no, know if that's... No. Why aren't you getting married, Carl? I don't know if Should the listeners be will be familiar Carl? with that because I may have edited all those oh, mentions right. out. Every so I don't know if this will be new information right. to people. Right, okay, well. Hey, guys, if you've got any questions, please, you've got my phone number, <laughs> ring me up because that's what all you've been doing. Oh, well, there's a sidebar. Thanks for everyone that's just continued. You know what? How long ago was that? Three, four months ago? Oh, man. I just got like start of November. Tommy Dassler here gave out my phone number on the show oh. three months no, ago. No, hang on. Let's... Yeah, correct, yeah. correct oh. response. Correct response. Because he, Carl, 
the man next to you in the yellow jumpsuit. This is officially uh, my podcast yeah, jumpsuit. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm wearing, um, I'm wearing for, for, for people at home that can't see me, um, i.e. all of you. Um, <laughs> Those few. Yeah. The, the non-premium subscribers yeah. who don't get the video content. For everyone that's not Tommy and Sammy, uh, I'm wearing the, the, the top again, the fluoro yellow yeah, top. It's yeah. lying. Because I'm inside. I don't wear it outside. But, uh, uh, yeah, so what happened was, uh, I, as content for the show, I thought this would be a funny little thing. I put up a, a few posters, about a total of 12 posters saying, hey, if you've got anything to talk about on the podcast, please call or text me. Tommy on blah, 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 blah. Anyway, put out about 12. He got about two messages. As revenge, he put out my number to everyone that listens to us. And I've copped, I reckon, on average, four to five calls or messages a week since. Probably more than that. Because this is three or four months later. I'm still getting them. Mm. I was getting uh, New Year's Eve uh, phone calls at one or two in the morning the other night. But that's I, good. I Doesn't that make you feel good? No, not at all. That wakes me up. Why not? Just throw a bit of the old people. Tim McMillan magic and yeah. say, who are you? Who's, yes! Who is this? <laughs> Fuck off. I did get a lot of Christmas messages, which was quite nice, I thought. And, and you know what? It is, it's becoming like, a, you know, if you've got your favourite artist or whatever and you uh, sign up for their mailing list, you'd obviously have a mailing list and stuff like that. No, I, I would imagine. Just, no, just the Facebook. Right. Just the mm. Facebook. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't be connected to the fans and yeah. stuff like that. I'm now getting messages from people just going, oh, yeah, so what's going on tonight? Are you on any, I'm in Melbourne tonight. Are you doing a gig tonight? <laughs> Just getting messages and phone calls like that. But see, this is how like Dane. That's how like Dane Cook became massive. I, was that real, right. you know, personal connection with his fans? Yeah, yeah. It's sort of MySpace. It's my it's phone number, though. Blurring the line, though, isn't it? Because on Twitter, you can. It's all that as well, like individual messages and that yeah. sort of thing. So it, a text message is is almost not as sort of uh, you, you revolutionary now, is it? You can't wake me up. On Twitter at two in the morning. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. Well, guys, those of you listening, I won't read it out again. Those of you that do have Carl's number on file, I think maybe this needs to happen for your own good. Send him a message when you've heard this episode and tell him to clean that goddamn car. Don't. It's on the whiteboard. It still hasn't happened. This is the only way to get through to you. And you I just know need constant reminders throughout the day because obviously the whiteboard is not doing it. Let's let's pretend you did that, and let's say you did that, but don't actually do that. I think that'd be <laughs> the better idea because I know that you're going to do that now, people. No, but... guys, let's just take this shit up a notch. Send him a haiku about uh, the fact that his car needs cleaning. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, stick to the five lines format. Maybe on the way out, you I'll can take... read them out next 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 show. <laughs> yeah, I will not receive. I'm going to set up my phone so I don't receive any any incorrect haikus. If you start to put in four line stuff, my yep. phone won't receive it. Maybe I'll take this recorder outside. I'll read out Carl's registration number of his car. Oh, yeah. don't and then do that. People can just report the car to the cops, and then your car gets taken away from you. That's if a you great idea. If you're not going to use it properly, that is a great you idea. shouldn't be allowed to have it. Yeah, yeah, and also just give my house number out and come and fucking rob me. You know, <laughs> why not do that? Anyway, hey, so engagement talk. You told me a good story about your girlfriend's dream. I like that. Oh, yeah. My girlfriend had a dream the other night that I proposed to her. <laughs> I like but, it already. But I proposed with a wooden ring. Nice. And then to make up for how shit the ring was, I had just rolled up a $50 note and just placed that, <laughs> in, a, that? in the little ring holder, like just in the ring. So, but I like that as a... I, sweeten the deal. I like yeah. it as a dream and I also like it as if that... I think that should become something of a tradition. You know, like that should become a thing. It's like... It's it already... 50 bucks... For you to, you know, put towards the, the start of the dress, you know. It's also proving that you can provide for her. Exactly, you know, yeah. It's a very manly... There's also a bit of a hint of prostitution in it, isn't mm. it? <laughs> well, 
hint. Yeah. Just a slight yeah, just hint. Smattering just of a like cheeky yeah. little sprinkling of prostitution. But what I like most about it is that now what that means is I can now get away if I if when because she listens when yeah. I propose. I can get away with just like making a ring out of balsa wood yeah. and putting a fifty buck note in there. I'm saving myself coin and I'm not going to look like a cheapskate because it's like. I've remembered a little funny joke that we shared. You know what I mean? It's like a yeah, reference. Actually... It's a callback to something else. Well, maybe I can do that. Maybe I can get away with doing that now because then when I do it and my girlfriend, you know, eventually goes, what the fuck is this? And I go, oh, you don't listen to this show, do you? <laughs> oh, thanks for all the support. That's a sweet callback to the thing yeah, that I do. you proposed on like the second podcast, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Just waiting for a response. Yeah, that's what I should say. I should say I'm proposing every week on the yeah. podcast. She just doesn't listen. Yeah, you could get away with not proposing to her at all because it's just a reference to those dreams that she's had about you where you don't propose. Yes. So what did you dream about last night? Oh, you and me were at Luna Park. Yeah. Did I propose to you? No. Yeah. Oh, well, oh. there you go. This is a dream come true. Get it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, um, Christmas, guys? Mm. <clears throat> Look, it exists. Uh, let's not pretend it's right. not an issue. Let's move on. Mm. Um, no, um, because you've got a, a, officially a family now. Yeah. Your first Christmas with... Now, is uh, that official? Has that been made official? It's official. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's right. Because last time we, we spoke... Um, I had a daughter uh, on the way. You have a son. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wild times in the J household. She's made a decision that early. Wow. Yep. Look, we've empowered her to follow her dreams. (laughs) Um, She's uh, she's six months old, so that was cool. That was first Christmas. Yeah, yeah. As a a father roo. Yeah. As we say in the dad business. (laughs) Uh, Hang on, hang on. Let me Google Sammy J Baby. Sammy J Baby. Let's see if anything comes up. Sammy J. I don't think anything's going to come up. Sammy J. Baby, yes, it's ca- it did come up. Really? Yeah, it came up with a suggestion, but then oh, there's nothing there. But see, it's all the, it's, there's a Sammy J. rapper as well. They probably yeah, sold yeah, yeah. Maybe about <laughs> their babies. Maybe that's it. Um, so no, that's so that's cool. It's um, you know, it's not very funny, but it's, mm. it's nice oh. to have a, a human. Well, what about this? I've got a uh, I've got a bit of Christmas uh, a thing that happened at Christmas that uh, I've I've been waiting I've been waiting to sort of tell this to to a, to a, to other people because I want to get other people's opinions on this. I want to know if this is a weird thing that happened to me or if I'm uh, overreacting. So uh, to set the scene, uh, my girlfriend's family on her mum's side they sort of do their big uh, Christmas celebration on Boxing Day. They sort mm-hmm. of hold it over for mm-hmm. a day, which I think makes a lot of sense. Yep. It certainly makes it easy for everyone to be there and whatever. Get the sales in the morning. Maybe. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Buy everyone's presents yep. at the sales and then go down there. So uh, they have like a big dinner down at Sandy Point, which is like about two and a bit hours out of Melbourne. Um, they have a big beach house down there. And her mum has like seven siblings. So it's a large, large like big family. Everyone stays in this one uh, big beach house that the family owns. You have a big Boxing Day dinner. And this was the first year since I've been with my girlfriend that we've gone along. Like, I hadn't met that side of the family before. So I'm meeting this big extended family for the first time, right? So there's a lot, you know, seven siblings, you know, plus their kids, Mm -hmm. plus all these. There's a lot of people for me to meet, right? So I'm quite, I I sort of go in kind of, you know, ready. Like, it's going to be very intense. Uh, She sort of warned me, like, you know, the family's going to grill you and whatever. So we get there to the beach house. We've been there about maybe half an hour to an hour. We've got, you know, unpacked the car, set up. I've met a few people. We're getting ready to go to dinner. I'm in the bathroom. I'm brushing my teeth. And there's a knock on the bathroom door. And I go, oh, just, I'm just, one sec, I'm just in here. And the door opens. This middle-aged man, who I haven't met yet, sticks his head in. And I just go, oh, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just brushing my teeth. I'm just going to be like one more minute. 
And he goes, oh, I just needed to have a pee. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm like nearly done. I'm like nearly done brushing my teeth. And he goes, oh, that's okay then. And just comes in and just starts pissing next to me while I'm there brushing my teeth. This is a man who I've not yet been introduced to. So I, and I've been in this family for maybe half an hour at this point. So I'm there just, just very rapidly, just getting, just brushing my teeth as fast as I can to just get this over with. So then as I walk out of the door, my girlfriend's there waiting to come into the bathroom and she sees me coming out and goes, oh, the bathroom's free. Oh. And, go, and puts her hand on the doorknob and I go, no. And then she just looks back at me and goes, oh, yeah. And then goes to open it again and I go, no. And then she just laughs and just walks in. Oh. And then goes, oh, sorry, and comes back out. And then gets cut at me and goes, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, I said no. And she goes, I thought you were joking. I'm like, oh, you know that hilarious little joke that we have where I just say no yeah. for, no, for no good reason? Yeah. But then she goes, why didn't you tell me that he was in there? I'm like, I haven't met the dude. I couldn't tell you who was in there. I don't even know. Yeah. Is he even someone who's in the family? So, yeah, and so the weird thing was I didn't – I actually never got introduced to this man. So he was just walking around all weekend, and I'm going, I don't know who this guy oh, is. Old Uncle Piss. Yeah. yeah. But so – I was actually glad that my girlfriend came along when she did because it was one of those things where you go, maybe this is just a family where that happens and that's cool. Like, and it's it's rude mm. of me to then bring it up and go, what's with your bloody weird rellos? But yeah, very. I'm not overreacting, um, am I? That's no, 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 no. That's like taking the urinal mentality into a domestic situation. Yeah, exactly. Like, no exactly. problem if it's a, a large slab of wall you can sidle up next mm. to. But that's almost that situation's a step away from sword fishing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, how and how. Clean? Did your teeth feel really when you're like brushing away when someone's clearly pissing? Yeah, I know. Away from you. Yeah, yeah. And that, but that was the thing. I should have just gotten because he's come in, and so like I didn't want to just sort of drop the toothbrush and run because I sort of wanted. Oh, that would have been good. I sort of wanted to just look like. No, I'm cool with this. I'm fitting in with the family. You know, I'm meeting Rellos. I'm a cool guy. I'm laid back. (laughs) But I, but still, just very frantically, just scrubbing, just like. Wearing away the teeth to just dust so I can get out of there. <laughs> if it was like a rom-com, then, then your girlfriend would have had suspicions that you were gay for like a few weeks and then decided to take you to meet the family and it's all good. And then you come out looking all dodgy see, with the uncle see, inside yeah, the toilet. I've and... managed to see an uncle's dick within a half an hour. <laughs> of oh, don't go in there. There's no one in there. Welcome yeah. to the family. Um, yeah. yeah, well, that's, you know what? I find it weird coming back to Australia where, you know, when you're overseas and I, is Australia the only country that has like a, a, a trough? For the guys, like, because it seems like in America and other places, it's like everything. If you want to, uh, you know, urinate, it's sort of the single you know, urinal. With yeah, the single wall. urinal yeah. with a with mm. a partition. There's a bit of privacy. Whereas Australia's like, here's a wall, guys, go for it, and that's it. But the trough, you generally only. Oh, no, I was going to say you usually only see that in like older places. But no, you do see no, it in some see it. places. Yeah, yeah, for sure, that's very common. I would yeah. Call. Um, I, but I think that's... Are we the only country with no privacy? No, that's a know. weird thing to notice. Really? You. Yeah. I, I'm, no, I, I, I guess I notice it more going overseas because you're used to it here but and you go over there and then not doing it. Overseas that's you normally have to notice. pay for it though, don't you? Do so you? In Australia. Well, you know, in Europe and stuff, you've got to pay your little 20, 20 cents to go and do a wee in their public toilets. Yeah, public pay toilets. Oh, yeah. I've never done that. That's a oh, weird... Really? Yeah. You're a maverick pisser. Yeah. You're yeah. jumping over the bed. Yeah, yeah. I'm a shoplifter pisser. <laughs> you piss over the little... Yeah. Thing. I find that strange that, that that's a concept. 
paying a, a pay toilet. Mm. That yeah. seems like such a weird thing. Yeah. And we don't have it here yet, but I mean, you got to think it's only a matter of time. Only a matter of time. Yeah. Um, We're living in the golden days of public urination, Literally, and we don't even know it. The golden the days of urination. <laughs> we will dream yeah. of the day in the future when we will, our buttocks were mashed up against the, every other <laughs> 50 next years to from us now, I'll be taking a trip down memory lane listening to this episode of this show and going, oh yeah, yeah. we had no idea how good we had it. <laughs> Honey, you got $50, I need to do a piss. <laughs> and, and when they need to use cliches from the olden days, instead of using people on penny farthings or handlebar moustaches, it'll just be people pissing for free. That'll be like a, an icon. <laughs> See, in 50 years' time, I'll be paying for the privilege to see my girlfriend's uncle's dick. Yeah. I won't be, be just getting that shit for free. But here's the other weird thing is that, uh, so we go to this dinner, and then this man in question, his uh, son-in-law-to-be, yep. does that make sense? Yeah. So a man who is engaged to this man's daughter, yep. he listens to this show, Oh. and it's not through my girlfriend telling him about it. Oh. So it's just a weird, so he already listens, because he's come to a bunch of comedy stuff. And then we're midway through dinner, and he's gone, oh, yeah, by the way, I like the podcast. Which must have been a weird moment for him, me turning up and, yeah. I recognise that girly little voice from somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go, meeting uh, meeting fans at the old... Uh, so he'll be listening right dinner. now. He'll be listening right now. To the now. story. And, man, what if now, what if, what if I, like, it gets back to me through my girlfriend yeah. that, like, the wedding's off? Like, I, and, like, I've somehow yeah. caused it, you know? Yeah. Because I've been, I, I don't think I've mentioned this before, but I, I had someone I know... That I really didn't expect to listen to this show. Someone I vaguely knew hit me up and go, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying the show. I'm 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 working my way backwards." And I'm like, "Oh, that's interesting because there's quite a bad story about you coming up." <laughs> I didn't say that, of course, but he just kept saying, "Yeah, I'm going back and back." And I'm like, "Yeah, I've just blurted that one out, thinking you're never going to hear this." Oh. And then it, he's then the messages just stop. So I'm assuming oh. he he heard that one. <laughs> Wow. Well, you may as well say, since it's, on the, it's already on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. What's the story? No, the... Let's, let's just leave it. So, oh, just okay. in case. Whisper it to me and I'll give the reaction. <laughs> <laughs> whisper no, and then no, the, no, the no, listeners no. will be able to judge. No, 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 no. Just I won't a little do whisper. Just a Oh! Very cartoony. Very cartoony. But she's had such a bad political year and with an election coming up. It's shocking that you say that. Um... Yes. Now, what about you? How was your Christmas? Because you told me uh, right before we sort of both went away for the Christmas break that you were spending Christmas with uh, the the famous Chandler brother. Who uh, is he famous? I'm not I think sure. we've mentioned him before. Yeah, I'm not sure famous. But well, your reaction <laughs> to him just even like his, you want him to be famous. even his mere presence being brought up is making you very uncomfortable. Yeah. How did yeah. it go? Um, <laughs> It was just the same as usual. You hate this so much. (laughs) You hate it so much. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, It's just that thing where, you know, we're, what do you call it, estranged, I guess you'd say we're estranged. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's there's always good intentions. It's like, okay, this is Christmas time, you know, let's go and make a fresh start. And I'll say there's one thing I've noticed about you. When you're talking about something that you're very uncomfortable with, you scratch your face a lot. Oh, really? And let me just say to the listeners, <laughs> you are close to opening yeah. up some there's kind bone. of wound on there's that bone face. displayed yeah. at the moment. Yeah, almost as fast as me brushing my teeth right. on that fabled Boxing well, Day morn. Sammy is taking a piss under the table. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I get there with the best intentions thinking, oh, maybe it'll be different this year. And then he, he, my brother walks in and talks for about 30 seconds, and I sort of think, oh, well, there's always next year, you know. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing in those 30 seconds? Oh, I don't know. You know, it's just some people annoy you. I don't know. That's, and that's it. You know, and he's, he's certainly not jumping down my throat to, be, to become Whoa. best mates either. 
But uh, yeah, it's just that thing where it's like, okay, let's just leave this, leave this go. But yeah, he just, I'm sure I do the same to him, but he just does things that just super annoy me, and I just have to sort of. Uh, well, here's here's the news that I picked up from him this year, mm-hmm. where uh, he was he I was overhearing him talk to the parents, and he was uh, not not talking directly, just not even a conversation that you're in. No. You just <laughs> eavesdrop. Yeah, um, he. And this will be incredible if this happens. He's trying out for the mole to be on that show, oh. the mole. So I may be giving away that my brother is the mole. <laughs> you're listening back to this. <laughs> Oh, how great would that be? When it, clearly his girlfriend should get the part of it. Oh no! <laughs> Can anyone no. apply to be the mole, or do you have to have a specific mole? Do you mean like he's is he applying to be the mole, or I, be or just be a contestant on the mole? I'm not sure if you can you apply to. Can you specify? I don't think you can. I, I think, think you've got to be a set croak. You've got to be a good actor. You've got to be... Yeah, I think you would just go for the show, The Mole, first, yeah, okay, without right, going right. specifically for the part. Right. I think that once you would go for the show, I think then p- people, producers would go, you are very mole-like. You've got a lot of mole in you. And then they'd probably take you to another audition, surely. I, think. I would love to be on The Mole. I'm so glad that show's coming back. I used to love it. I used to really, really love it. I don't think I've ever seen it. Mm. I haven't. I assume it's just a bunch of people and one of them is a mole. Is that correct? <laughs> You've worked it out. You've been to the auditions. You're up against my yeah. brother. Oh, I, I wouldn't know anything about it from the inside. <laughs> no, I've never seen. I was more of a Big Brother fan. So yeah. What What is it? Is it just Not what are they trying to do? So it's like. Uh... <laughs> So it's like um, a group of people, and you have to do challenges as a group, and if you win them, uh, money goes into a kitty that the eventual winner will get. But there's one person in the group who's the mole who's trying to sabotage every challenge that you do as a group. Right. So, and at the end of each episode, people you have to answer questions like about the mole. So it's like, what was the mole wearing? What team was the mole on for this challenge? So whoever's whoever gets whoever's most wrong about who the mole is each week gets kicked out. And it's, so by the end there's two people left, the winner who gets all the money and the person who was the mole who right. I presume has earned more than the winner. Yeah, right. So, so they're the mole, all is it a consistent mole or is it a rotating no, mole? No, no, it's a, so from day one yeah, there's okay. one person who's, who's one bad. So that have to be a pretty good mole to, to to be bad at things. Yeah, but, but hide that. Yeah. yeah, if you're trying to bring things down from the inside and people don't vote for you, you're not doing your job properly. But then, <laughs> but then it's also it's like people will try and make themselves look a bit like the mole, so that other people because if you answer the oh. quiz wrong, so if you just make yourself uh. look like you're sabotaging, oh, really? and someone goes, "Yeah, it's the guy in the bloody yellow hoodie." So it's a race yeah. to the bottom. Yeah, pretty right. much. Everyone's just trying so to look. No, so no task is complete because everyone's just fucking all of them up. Exactly. Trying to make yeah. everyone else yeah. look like the so, so the winner gets like eight dollars at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. They get a scratchy. <laughs> is that what this show is? Yeah. <laughs> mole talk. Yeah. Man, that would be great if your brother was on it. Yeah. And we could just do a mole recap, and you could just get furious about yeah. things that he's doing. Oh, I'd be, I'd be very interested. See, I would love to meet this brother of yours because. I have a sneaking suspicion that he and I would get on famously. Like, I really feel like... I'm not sure about that. Really? Yeah, I don't I don't reckon. What, you reckon I wouldn't like him or he wouldn't like me? Uh, yeah, I don't think he's an amazing... A lot of face scratching going on yeah. right now. <laughs> no, I just don't think there's anything jumping out at him for you to go, yeah, that's good. Apart from... Well, he just, just likes you, so yeah, that's but, something. Well, once you get rid of all of that, <laughs> once you get down to who he is, I don't know, he's... He's into a lot of role-playing stuff. And what? Yeah. Oh, like going to a park and dressing up 
Something and like that. sword fighting and stuff. Yeah, dressing oh, up man. as the mole. Um, no, just, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons sort of stuff. Stuff that I don't Ugh. really... Okay. Yeah, that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I used to play Magic the Gathering. Oh, well, he's into that. He's into that. that. Okay, yeah. I was into that when I was like 15. Yeah, well, he's into it and he's 35. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been in... Would you ever into a bit of Magic the Gathering, Sammy? Not there, but for the grace of God, weren't I? <laughs> I just loved it in like 1985. If you just had a little moan about your brother, it'd be like... Around a table, and it's great, but now it's just I love the future that people will be downloading your yeah. money back from <laughs> iTunes. It's, yeah. it's a delicious new and, world and exposing him. Like he he could he could literally be on the mole, and this episode could bring him down. Mm. I think that's amazing. Yeah, like he could get kicked out of a Channel Seven show. For me, just doing a bit of gas bagging, hearing oh. him talking to mum. Yeah, oh, you've ruined it. No, I might have to edit that out. Oh. I want him to be on. That'd be so good. Yeah. No, yeah, it, look, it'd be interesting. But then I wouldn't be able to talk about it every week. Though, yeah, that's I? true. Yeah, I, I guess not, yeah. Well, how about this? Here's some, uh, uh, some Maribyrne news. Guys, you know the... Everyone, well, not everyone used to watch it, but everyone knows about pizza, fat pizza, the show, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah. Yes. And the, and the different incarnations that it sort of turned into and stuff like that. Paul, Paul Fennick? Yeah. Is that the guy behind mm-hmm. it? Whatever. Yep. Um, at least I'll link to Maribyrne. Um See, my mum and dad always used to own shops when I was growing up. So I grew up in the main street, in High Street, Maribyrne. I'd be down the shops every day because they had, a, a, you know, different stores. And I'd be, you know, get down there at 3.30, go down and, and get a doll's worth of chips and a Mars bar and, you know, just run around the streets with the other street urchins until 5.30 <laughs> and whatever. <laughs> Yeah, someone, yeah, someone used to call me a street kid because that's all I would, I, that would see me. I'd just hang out in the newsagents and read comics for two hours. Tatty, so, ratty clothes. Yeah, yeah, Selling yeah. newspapers. Oh, that'd be good. Mm. But I didn't. Um, so uh, one of the shops that they owned... Famous own, impro there. Yeah. <laughs> some of the shops that they own, uh, owned was... Uh, there was a Chandler's Deli, which was there for a long time. You guys probably went there. Um, mm-hmm. There was... Great uh, Reuben Sandwich. Yep. Chandler's Shoes. Mm-hmm. You probably went there. I got these New Balance from there. Yeah, yep. you got those Hush Puppies. Mm-hmm. Yep, there. Yeah. Right, cool. Um, they had a place called Terrace Coffee Corner, which was a coffee shop, and it was opposite um, the, the, the town... No, the post office, Maryborough Post Office. And it was also opposite, um, like, a courtroom, like the, the Maryborough Court House. And uh, anyway, so you can imagine the sort of people that hang around outside the Maribyrne courthouse, people that have been, you know, doing bad stuff in Maribyrne. Mm-hmm. So the sort of, the sort of level low. of people yeah. Yeah, that you've got to hang around there. So anyway, someone told me on the weekend, right, that, so that, that was years and years ago that they owned that shop. And it's been, you know, bought and sold a lot since then, but it's always got, been this coffee shop. Terrace Coffee Corner, sort of a that's a nice sounding name. Yeah, yep. it's a, it sounds a little bit classy. Mm-hmm. It was a nice shop when sounds a little bit like Terrorist Coffee Corner, but anyway. Oh yeah, well apart from that. <laughs> so um, it was. I remember my mum and dad asking me for suggestions for a name for that shop oh, wow. when I was like eleven, oh. which I was like, oh, this is cool. But looking back, I'm like. Why are you asking an 11-year-old what you're going to name your business? But even now, at the age of 36, asking you for suggestions yeah. would be a bad idea. Yeah, right? actually, I probably couldn't top the ones yeah. I gave. Bum nut corner. Yeah. 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 Well, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, this is the latest inhabitant of, uh, of the, the, the new people who own that shop, right? So, they've got more and more people coming down from the, the, the courthouse than ever before. And, there's, you know, the, the, the level of, the quality of people that are hanging around at that, that coffee shop now is just worse and worse. Yeah. And they said, oh, it's just getting out of control. People having fights there, you know, swigging a cappuccino and then decking some. <laughs> it's like getting out of control. Like, it's really horrible. And then they said, oh, so the new owner 
has like reacted to that environment, to like what's happening, to the sort of scum that people are coming in there yeah. now, and has renamed the shop from Terrace Coffee Corner to Houseos. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow! So Whoa. just going, yep. This is it. We've got bogans. We've got violent bogans coming in, so why not just embrace it? Oh, man, that is unreal. Yeah, so that's it's a little is, bit of my history being retitled yeah. there. Are they, are they attempting to you know, turn the clientele away by turning like a, a mirror on them, you know? Or are they just embracing it wholeheartedly? Or yeah. is it a bit of a hands up, like, I give up? Yeah, we want, we're after the bogan dollar. Yeah. Which, nice. I don't know if that's a... I mean, I guess in Maribor, that's a good idea, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's good that they've got an industry. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but um, yeah, a lot of people. Given you know what I said before about people hitting me up with phone numbers and uh, with with my phone number, um, I've gotten a few of them lately as well. In the last week, I've got two more. What do you mean? People saying, "Is it Maryborough, Queensland, or Victoria oh. that that you're you're from?" I'm like Victoria, and then they're like, "Oh, I'm here." I'm like, okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> they're just looking around. So just hanging out. <laughs> I think there's a lot of uh, tourism dollars going into into Maribor, thanks to the old Chan man right here. Yeah. So, yeah. And even more now that people are you know intrigued about my, my brother the mole, they'll be going down to, uh, to find out <laughs> find about clues. Him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whether he is or not the yeah. mole. Yeah. <laughs> they go. They go into. They go into your parents' house, into his old childhood bedroom, and there's just all these pictures of moles up on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Well, Uh, this seems to be pointing in one direction. Just another part of the the Chandler reality tour in in Maribor. Marlborough. Yeah. Marlborough. There you go. Speaking of uh, uh, travelling, you've you've just come back from Jakarta, Mm. Samuel J. Mm. Mm. I went over to Jakarta... That's the end of the story. Please really. go on, please, <laughs> please. Oh the, the Jakarta Fringe Festival happened, and this was it was bizarre. It came about by Edinburgh, and they decided that they wanted to have a comedy festival on in Jakarta. There's a bit of a British expat thing going on there, and they have some like a room that runs once a, once a month, and it's pretty fun. And they decided they turned it into a festival, and they got a lot of government um, support for it because Indonesian government trying to you know be all cultural and. Mm-hmm. Look pretty good, um, but the way they did it, because no government's really going to fund comedy, at least not at the moment in, in, in Indonesia, so they call it a fringe festival. And as a result, we all went over there. They had Bill Bailey was headlining, they had some big names there oh, and yeah. stuff. They had different, did a whole week of shows and stuff. And then on the very final night, they had like a gala night, a red carpet, all the politicians came to. And we were all like shunted off like caged chickens put in this special bar and, and, and kept away. And they had all these uh, dances and, and theatre pieces going on on this little stage for the gala of the Fringe Festival. This was like the only uh, time that there were any dances or theatrical events of the whole week just at this one gala. Oh, right. Just for the, just, just for the, for the government. For the government. <laughs> so they could all sit there and have like a program printed and canapes. Right. And we're all, I mean, there were Emo Phillips and Bill Bailey were all sort of shut out. Oh, looking wow. in with That's our genius. Little, little champagne. Uh, you know, like hidden in the shadows. Um, but it was great fun, but it was a funny old, you know, it was not the, 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 the comedy um, would have looked like quite an afterthought from the it's outside. Like a, it's like a secret, like a bootleg comedy festival. Yeah. And that's like it's prohibition and it's like... Yeah, we've all snuck under the radar. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And don't yeah. be awesome if that happened in the Melbourne comedy festival. Yeah. Like all the, you know, they put the gala on and all the, you know, they put TV on it and whatever and then they just get rid of Arj Barker and it's me and you doing uh, Type 5 up there. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. How does it... What's 
the logic behind that? How does that work? Well, got, so uh, when they bring Julia Gillard and all the other politicians yeah. along, they don't want to see Arge, they want to see no. us doing yeah, stand-up. Yeah. They're like the dancers of Jakarta. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll see you. That is the name of your next show there. Yeah. The dancers of Jakarta. Yeah. yeah, and we had local Indonesian stand-ups opening for us each night, which was just awesome. So these... They're doing stand-ups like pretty new over there, but they're all getting into it. And yeah. they're pretty well-versed. Like they, they all watch Any of those killer uh, STD recordings <laughs> yeah. over there? What's a hack so, Indonesian joke? <laughs> What's the bad well, bit of Jakarta? It was hard to you? tell because I that was sweet, but they come out and do like, um, uh, they're there with 10 minutes in English to an Indonesian crowd. And then any time they were bombing, they just break into Indonesian and do some really oh. sweet off-the-cuff off remark that I was not privy to. So I can't tell you what the right. sort of right. easy laughs were. Oh, so the easy laughs were all in Indonesian. I'm pretty sure. Right. You know, I mean, I don't envy them getting up and, and doing their existing material in another language. Were the setups in English and then the punchlines in Indonesian? <laughs> <laughs> so I was just constantly on tenterhooks the yeah. whole time. No yeah. relief. Yeah. On the way, I was on the way here to the gig, and yeah, <laughs> damn you, Jakarta! <laughs> I like when you hear about people doing the. I don't know if you've done it. The uh, the, the South Africa comedy mm, festival. I've, I've heard of it. Yeah, and how it's it's like it's the Nando's comedy festival, which I'm oh, yeah. I'm obsessed. I just want to do it because I think it's so funny to have a not just like you know a sponsor, but it's like actually in the title that it's like because in my head I just picture it like. You're actually just doing the festival in Anandos. Well, yeah. The, the Jakarta Comedy Festival, my first venue was a Mexican restaurant. A great Amigos. Oh. So it was full of sort of expats. Hang on, hang on. Was this Indonesia or was this St Kilda? Because <laughs> the St Kilda, honestly, the St Kilda Comedy Festival, if it still exists, has it a doesn't. venue in a Mexican restaurant called Amigos. Yeah. Literally. It must be either the same chain or a very similar it's establishment. Is the Indonesian Comedy Festival a franchise of the St. Kilda Comedy Festival? <laughs> Some deal that Amigos yeah. struck with comedy yeah. promoters yeah. and now they're trying to branch out and go international. Yeah. Because yeah. tacos is not selling enough. Yeah. yeah. No one yeah. likes tacos. Yeah. Wow. People need to be laughing otherwise they have no interest yeah. in eating Mexican food. So how did you go? Over there. It was it was bizarre. It was really it was it was fun. It was I was terrified going over because in one of those ones you say yes to because hey life just jump on in. But um, I thought I could just bomb hard when I get up with my little keyboard and juice box and mm. English ditties. Um, but no, it was great. Like I had one one show was to an entirely Indonesian crowd, but they speak you know generalisation. But you know the crowds who were coming along, uh, you know, were speaking and, and understood English incredibly well and. and you know, I'd say they laughed at eighty percent of my stuff and, and gave me pity laughs for the other twenty. <laughs> they were really polite. There was a, what the the most interesting thing was they they weren't regular comedy goers. So the whole you know you spend with your rooms and everything, you know, years carving out a really good comedy etiquette where it's people come in, they're excited, they sit down, the MC gets up, builds everyone up. Yeah, you know, it, it's how it should run. And there was very little that at, at times to the point where audiences would just walk in and out as they right. felt like... Like know, a band, yeah. Like a band, exactly. And and um, no real sort of... Uh, 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 I hesitate to use the word respect in comedy because, you know, we don't deserve nor demand respect <laughs> on, on stage. <laughs> uh, but, in but, fact, stop listening now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, it, it was fascinating to see what was effectively a comedy, you know, a, the beginning of a comedy scene, you know. Yeah, and right. it'd be awesome to go back in 10 years and, and see where it's gone from there. Yeah. So with the language barrier, you didn't, you didn't get... Like even more physical, no more pies <laughs> chucked into the act, pies no, in the face or I, anything. I went the the other option, the nerd option, and went and, and um, um, wrote a song in Indonesian. Oh, oh really? Yeah, and then and and then um, sung that as my opener, like reading off a page, really bad 
you know, um, uh, pronunciation, but that just got people on side. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, uh, I, was it funny? It was, yeah, it had jokes in it, yeah. I guess. Yeah, no, it had jokes. It was all about how the, for the rest of my show I would not be speaking a word of Indonesian. So right. enjoy this now, bitches, because I've made the effort. You know? Right, right, right. Did, What's did Indonesian right? for bitches? Bitches, uh, yeah. it's, um, bitches, I think, is the word I use <laughs> for that one. You've done your research. Um, and then, yeah, it was cool. And there was, uh, uh, it's on YouTube, actually, another one. There's a, there's a song, a really popular Indonesian song that sounds a lot like Coldplay's Viva La Vida song. And so I got a local a local comic up, and we did a duet of that like together, you know, singing. Ah. And so that sort of stuff was quite cool. Sammy J's into the song parodies, yeah. Oh, well, the parody didn't change one word of that okay. one. <laughs> yeah. It was a uh, cultural tribute. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Um, but yeah, that was my Jakarta experience. Yeah, it's it's real. It, uh, uh, it was not a lot of witty comments to make about it, but it was certainly a fun time. Yeah, it sounds great. What about uh, New Year's? Anything for New Year's? We did the um, we did the new parents New Year's. Oh which yeah, was staying in, putting the baby to sleep, and then first thing I on in the first of January went for a walk around uh, the lake. Went to Albert Park Lake, walked around it, and it was just this heaps of new parents with their prams, right. all like looking really awake and like oh, little secret class. This is what it's like from now on. Yeah, this is it. You know. Yeah. You know, didn't have a great, uh, you know, no party, but at least we're Did you, because let me ask you this, did you do anything last, like, did you not, were you, because you, were you planning to have a kid and did you, like, last New Year's Eve go, you know what, this might be the last one before the kid, oh, look, let's just go bananas. Look, you know, Tommy, Carl, you guys have known me for some time now, mm-hmm. um, you'll know I'm a pretty fucking wild party animal. Yeah, sure. You'll know that it was pretty fucking disappointing when I learned I was going to have a child and, then I would, <laughs> and that I would never be able to go out and drop pills ever again. Yeah. Are you um, allowed to be nude still? You love a bit of uh, <laughs> taking your duds off. Well, see, I'll, I'll continue to take my duds off for the rest of my life, but, but to have a well, legit... That's how you got your kid to start with. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, so it's just nice to have a legitimate excuse to go home now rather than spend like a soft cock all the time. Sure. Yeah. I have got a human to raise. Um, so no, uh, there's, it was my perfect night in really. Yeah, yeah. Not going to lie. Let me ask you this, Carl, because you... Oh, I'm fascinated to know what you did for New Year's Eve because you have a bit of a history since I've known you of having some of the most depressing New Year's Eve of all yeah. time. Like a man who's just given up on life. No, I just thought not in the New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you can still go like go somewhere and do something. But there was I'm, one year I'm just, all the time. There was one year where you just sat at home and just waited for your girlfriend to call you from yes. the party she was at was good. that you declined to go to. That's one of my better years. You just, good. You're only, like, you're still relatively young. No, but I come you're out all the life ahead of you. I come out all the time. That's a very common so thing to not like New Year's Eve. That's a very common thing to not like New Year's Eve. All right, so let me, let me hear it. What did you do this year? I uh, went out to dinner with friends mm-hmm. uh, in St Kilda. Went to a, uh, a Japanese restaurant. Oh yeah, and then was home by eleven thirty. Sweet. Yeah, and uh, but the good thing was the what the next day or the next couple of days later, uh, my That's girlfriend now. my girlfriend was with friends and uh, in front of me, and I noticed that she was all of a sudden embarrassed about what had happened because <laughs> she goes, her friends go, oh, what'd you do for New Year's Eve? And she goes, oh, went out to dinner and. Yeah, got home pretty early. What time? And she went, um, oh, like one o'clock. Yeah. And like looked at me and I went, all right, I won't say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, oh, yeah just after midnight. Yeah, yeah. Because you've, you've got to have seen the countdown. That's yeah, the thing. yeah. No, my, didn't at all. My parents are in uh, Mount Eliza at the moment and they were going out to dinner and then along the Esplanade there they do an early fireworks, which is just, I love that as like, 
the old people thing. It's like you get a bit of spectacle. It happens at nine p.m. Sure. and then you don't have to wait up to see the, the the real people fireworks. You can get in, get your get your thrills in early, and then just go to bed. It's can fine. I, can I ask what your parents are doing in Mount Eliza? Holiday. Holiday. Yeah, they like you know, that's my hood. I know. Yeah. 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 Anything uh, I should call up and tell them to do? <laughs> well, I'll have, to, I'll have to keep tabs on them. I've got people, okay. people to watch. If there's You've a newcomer in town, then I'll Watch out for the SCDs out. that you can catch out there that yeah. make blood <laughs> spurt anybody. Yeah. They're not going to go cause trouble down at the courthouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I think that does bring us to the end of the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Sammy J, thank you very much for joining us. It's been thrilling, and here's to a massive 2013. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, you have a DVD that is people can get on iTunes, I believe. Well, it's... There's a CD actually. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't be bothered with the visual. No, I okay, can watch yeah. Birdman. But um, it's uh, yeah, it's a nice little, nice little album. And uh, also, if I want, want to come to a show, the 50 yes. year show, the 50 year show is continuing this year. Oh, that's uh, Tommy, you're uh, you're I'm in, in. You're I'm, in the, the I'm, the, I'm the fashion correspondent. You're the fashion correspondent. So uh, nine months to go, baby. Strap in. Mm. Now let's can we let's just talk about this very quickly. This is the thing that you've started doing five years ago. Yeah. The idea of it is it's a 50 year show. Every five years, you're going to do another uh, instalment with the same kind of group of people. Yeah, but there's, there's flexibility there. It's more just like an ongoing show where so people come in, drop out. Yeah, because that's what I was going to say to you, is that from the last time you did it, from that group, there's already a couple of people who stopped doing comedy. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Who are you referring to specifically? Oh, we don't need to go specifically. Well, no, okay, people. I was doing roll call the other day, and I thought a lot of them have also gone on to, you know, like, like uh, you know bigger and better things as well sure. so my biggest concern Buddy is whether I'll be able to uh, <laughs> afford them you know like uh, someone like Charlie Pickering's now you know yeah. nightly TV host oh, yeah. I hope he'll be able to afford us the pleasure of his company mm. and, uh, uh, but it was um, it was a good, night, good fun night there'll be, there'll be 11 shows in total finishing in 2058 great <laughs> great uh, so shall we, pr- shall we promote each one of them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, you're doing all the festivals and such coming up at Brisbane Comedy Festival. Yeah. Uh, no, I just actually... Oh, yeah, actually, I am doing Brisbane. And then I'm doing a solo show in Adelaide and Melbourne. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Uh, Randy and I are taking a, a year's sabbatical. Oh. Uh, um, not really sabbatical. We've just got shows with that at Edinburgh that we've never done back home and we thought yep. we should do them. Yep. Yeah, you know? great. So that'll be fun. And then, um, I was it upwards, you know? Awesome. Life continues. At some point, we'll all die. <laughs> Guys, we are at the Brisbane Comedy Festival. We're both doing our own shows and we're doing a live Dum Dum Club. Brizcomfest.com, I believe, is the website to go and get tickets. Uh, we're also both doing stuff in Melbourne that's going to be on sale soon. I'm doing the Adelaide Fringe Festival. Send us an email, littledumdumclub at gmail.com. We've still got the t-shirts for sale. We are now officially out of extra large in both colours. You beauty! Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, at Dum Dum Club. Send us a message on Facebook. We love hearing from you guys. Thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time. See you, mates.